I'm Toby Leary from Cape Gunworks. I'm passionate about all things Second Amendment. While I love to shoot... Going hot. There is so much more to guns than just pulling the trigger. A free and armed society is a responsible and self-reliant one. Join us to talk all things guns, freedom, and self-defense. It isn't just about being armed. It's about being responsibly armed. So load and make ready. This is Rapid Fire. All right, welcome everybody to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary. You're listening on 95.1 WXDK or online. If you go to capegunworks.com and click Rapid Fire, you can get signed up so you can be a part of the discussion. And we want you to be a part of the show every week. So we're here every Saturday from 7 to 8 p.m. And we are really excited you're joining us here. And we look forward to doing the show and talking about all things guns, Second Amendment, freedom, and self-defense. So uh, it's been already a crazy week so far. We got a new administration and everything else going on. And the Second Amendment is is squarely in the crosshairs. So hopefully not to be an alarmist, but hopefully uh, that actually doesn't materialize. I really you know, hope that the Second Amendment takes a backseat to all the other things that the government would like to accomplish, namely like getting our economy, you know, on track and and continuing our our leadership in the world on the world stage and I really hope that for the sake of our country and the sake of our nation that we do continue to prosper and we continue to heal and we continue to get better as people, but we all have an individual part to play in that. We can make the world a better place just by how we interact with others in our day-to-day lives. Can we get up in the morning and make a positive impact on the world by making it a better place with everybody who comes in contact with us and, and who we interact with? I personally would like to say that is a, an achievable goal. What happens on the world stage and the federal level, unfortunately, doesn't boil down to my individual input on a day-to-day basis. I wish it did, but it doesn't. And so uh, fortunately for some people, it doesn't, (laughs) even though I wish it did. Uh, But frankly, we get a chance every couple of years to vote and, you know, shape the outcome of what our destiny should be. And there's a lot of debate on whether or not that actually happened in this election. And we're not going to go down that rapid rabbit hole because I want to talk guns, even though I know there's a lot of political shows out there and you can tune into those and get your voice heard on those. But really, my passion is the Second Amendment. I want to talk about that. Yes, we can talk about that as it relates to the incoming administration or the new administration, and we'll see uh, how that goes. Also, we can talk about the you know big backlog of ammunition and guns and whatnot, Maybe you're a new shooter. Maybe you just took a class and you got your license to carry and you're going to be a new gun owner. And you want to get some input on what the best gun to get is or you want to take a private lesson. You want to talk to some people and see um, see what you can do to, uh, you know, get some range time in. So give us a call here at the shop anytime. We'd love to 
get you get you shooting behind the gun, get you some training, and let's change the dismal statistic, which is less than 2% of all gun owners actually ever get formally trained in the safe and efficient use of firearms outside of what is required of them by their state. So here in Massachusetts, we have a legal requirement in order to exercise our Second Amendment, which means you have to take a two-hour, I'm sorry, excuse me, a four-hour class, which has to be an approved course or curriculum by the state of Massachusetts. And then you have to get fingerprinted and photographed, pay a fee, and wait for your comprehensive background check prior to even going to a gun store and buying a gun. So all that has to happen. And you know, you got to take that class in order to get that license in order to buy a gun. So some states, you don't have a requirement on buying a gun other than just having a federal, you know, federally recognized ID. And so that's, uh, that's how it is in most states. And frankly, that's how it should be. But we have some extra layers of infringement here in Massachusetts, some extra hoops we got to jump through. And, uh, therefore, um, it takes a little extra work, but I highly recommend, and my hats are off to the people who have been taking classes on the safe and efficient use of firearms. People who take it very seriously and say, you know what, I'm owning a gun for self-defense purposes, therefore I want to learn how to safely and efficiently use this gun so I could get it out and into the fight should I the need ever arise, and I need to do that. So. We've got some new product coming in every day, ammo and guns, and it's a slow trickle. I wish it was tractor trailer loads, believe me, um, but right now it's it's the slow trickle. So that's what we're going to have to be uh, keeping our eyes peeled for, but things are still changing every day here at Cape Gunworks. So if you're looking for something, give us a call, get something special ordered if you know what you want, or you can also um, just... You know, give us a call each day or check in with us online or just stop in, say hi, we'd love to see you. So there's that. Um, as far as guns are concerned, the hottest selling guns right now are still like 9mm striker fired pistols and semi-automatic rifles of any kind, like a modern sporting rifle. So pre-bands and some of the ones that um, aren't quite deemed assault weapons, quote-unquote, and I say that with, you know, the air quotes, uh, because we understand as gun owners what a true definition of assault weapon is. But Massachusetts has co-opted that term going all the way back to the 94 assault weapon ban and has basically defined it as any semi-automatic that has a detachable magazine and has two or more evil features like a bayonet lug, a threaded barrel, a flash hider, a collapsible or a folding stock yada yada so these cosmetic features are what makes it a assault weapon um, frankly I think anything can be assault if it's used to assault but anything can also be used for defensive purposes and frankly I want superior firepower if I'm using something for defensive purposes so there you have that so have we ever shot the Ruger Mark IV 2245, Steve's wondering, uh, or had one in stock? Do I like it versus the Target? It's a good question, Steve. I have shot them both, the Target or the Hunter or the Light, 
and I actually do prefer the light. Unless I was going to be doing competition, I would probably want the Hunter because it has like a seven-inch barrel and a heavy fluted barrel. But I would probably stick with the um, the light if I'm just going to the range to have some have a fun little uh, target shooter. Brendan's wondering if green tip is loud on the range, and that's a big negative. So thanks for asking. Um, but 55 grain full metal jacket, yes, all the way up to full metal, all the way up to 50 BMG is allowed on our range. But we don't ha allow green tip or armor piercing or incendiary or tracer ammo. But other than that, um, we will allow you to shoot full metal jacket. Even steel cased ammo is okay as long as it's not a penetrator bullet. So. Davey's looking for a 308 sporting rifle. I've got a couple questions on the chat here of people looking for a modern sporting rifle in 308. And I'm still a fan of the Robinson Armament XCRM for a price point semi-automatic rifle. And I say price point in the context of a high-end AR-10 in a free state or a um, SCAR 17 or SCAR 20 which are both 308 rifles that are semi-automatic kind of battle rifles, if you will. Or, um, and those are the 308 SCARs are start at like 3,800 bucks and then go up to 4,300, depending on which model you get. The XCRM is a uh, price point around 2,800 bucks. So you save about 1,000 bucks and it is a very versatile rifle. Go to their website, check out some of their videos. Uh, I've done a couple videos on our YouTube channel. You can check out Robinson Armament. There's one screw underneath the barrel that comes out, and the barrel slides right out with the piston assembly on it. And you can change it to, from 308 to 65 Creedmoor, 260 Remington, and 243 Winchester. So it's pretty cool. I want to read this comment from Keith because he says he had to provide some guidance to a client regarding his fixed mag pistol so he wouldn't have issues registering it on the portal. He built it on a JC Arms fixed mag lower, so he wanted to make sure there were no assault weapon issues. Thank the Mass Legislature and AG Healy for the confusion and angst. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, it is something that has, you know, I always call it the law of unintended consequences. Um, and we're going to talk about it um, right after this break. But uh, the law of unintended consequences are um, the things you don't think of and then something happens and voila here here it is so we'll pick that up on the other side we're going to take a quick break um toby leary you're listening to rapid fire stay tuned and now it's time for the adventures of champion of second amendment rights cgw i have an old wheel gun that's a little sticky coming to cape gunworks our full service gunsmith can get that wheel gun gatling great again Cape Gunworks, home of CGW, but keep it a secret. It's no secret. Shoot over to Cape Gunworks for the savings and selections that can't be beat. That's Cape Gunworks, home of CGW. 
Alexander Hamilton said, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. This is Toby from Cape Gunworks. When our founding fathers drafted the Second Amendment, there was no question of its meaning. Today, if you have questions, come to Cape Gunworks for some advice, training, or to send a few rounds downrange. We have a fully stocked pro shop with a huge selection of guns, crossbows, archery, classes, rentals, a 15-lane range, and a friendly staff. Come on down to Cape Gunworks Airport Road Hyannis or capegunworks.com. Welcome back. You're listening to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to check us out on the web at capegunworks.com, and you can click on Rapid Fire and be a part of the discussion whenever we're going to record one of these shows. We want to hear your voice. And so before the break, we talked about uh, how the mass legislature and uh, the whole fixed mag AR thing phenomenon has arisen especially as it relates to uh, fixed mag AR pistols. Now, prior to this whole uh, ban on 7-2016, the day that'll live in infamy here in Massachusetts, um, when Maura Healy woke up and decided to uh, fire both barrels at us in Massachusetts and enforce something that had never been enforced in a 10-year history federally and almost 18-year history um, or 16-year history, whatever it was in Massachusetts. And that was redefine what an assault weapon was. So because AR-15s were named in the assault weapons ban under a Colt AR-15, she said any variant, no matter what's done to it, is an assault weapon. So all of a sudden, we had a whole new set of rules to play by. Well, as a result of this, under the definition of assault weapon, you have to have a detachable magazine. That's one of the main ingredients for it to be an assault weapon. So there were some smart people, um, like JC Arms was one of them, if not the first, who said, well, hey, if we fix a magazine into an AR-15 lower, then it can never be considered an assault weapon, which is true under the definition of mass law. So what happened was um, people even took it a step further and said, before this happened, we really didn't think AR pistols were possible other than pre-94 AR, AR pistols, which were few and far between. And there's a very few manufacturers that actually made them. And then post-94, they wouldn't have met the assault weapons ban because of the weight and the size and all the, you know, the evil features. So when you take an AR-15 fixed mag lower and build it into a pistol... Now you can register it with the state of Massachusetts and it, it, it is not considered an assault weapon. It can't be under the definition because it doesn't have a detachable magazine. Then you got companies like Bear Flag Defense and Mean Arms that came up with these MA loaders or these loaders that load 10 rounds into the fixed mag through the ejection port. And it's worked out great. So, um, you know, with, I did a video on it on YouTube and it actually went viral. It has well over a million uh views and lots of talk about it lots of people commenting on my likeness to tony hawk as well but other than that there's lots of people lamenting the fact that we actually have to do this there's other people like hey what a great workaround and then there's other people who are like wow that's pretty neat i think i want to get one so um check it out and sound off in the comments let your voice be heard on that video as well and it was the second video in the series I did, Fixed Mag AR Pistol, Is That Legal? 
and then I did a part one and part two, and I've been promising a part thrice uh, pretty soon, so we're going to have to do that. Thank you for that uh, clarification, Keith, as long as we all see that as a clarification, but I think that's the point of your post is it's clear as mud here in Massachusetts. Um, yeah, behind enemy lines. So, all right. Uh, yeah, in Vermont, all you need is a driver's license. That's correct, Ed. Um, and in fact, in Vermont, Maine, and New Hampshire, they're all constitutional carry states. Uh, so you don't need a special license in any one of those states. So uh, Suzanne is saying hi to you, Arlo. So I'm glad you're being a good boy, not trying to get on my lap. Uh, so, yeah, if I misspoke that, Keith, he's saying Healy's edict was not enforcing laws which had never been enforced. It was the uh, complete inversion of long-settled law since 94 federal law um, was incorporated in mass. The guns made after 94 were in complete compliance. Yeah, she redefined it, and uh, she postured in uh, Florida after the Pulse nightclub shooting in hopes of be, being part of the Hillary ascension, and we all know how that worked out. Yeah, she was definitely trolling for the AG job, so um, we we know that was the ultimate goal there. But she, let's face it, she became judge, jury, and executioner, or all three branches of government with that edict. In other words, she created law, she enforced the law, and uh, you know she interpreted the law. So it's she she was. All three branches of the government in that one edict on July 16th, uh, I'm sorry, July 20th, 2016. And the sad thing is the mass legislature, governor, everybody went along with it. That should have sent shivers down the spine of every politician, every citizen, our governor, and she should have been met with resistance from our law enforcement community and said, you know what? We're not going to enforce that, but everybody capitulated. So unfortunately, that's the way that worked out. And her enforcement end of it is on gun shops. And if you don't capitulate as a gun shop, you're fined with $10,000 to fund the prosecution of, against you. And if you think your license will be renewed, then you're sorely mistaken. Because I promise you one thing. You know, I get all these comments, and you'll see on that YouTube video that I did of the fixed mag AR pistol, um, all these people saying, oh, keep complying, keep compl keep complying. And it's like, yeah, I have to comply in order to be in business tomorrow. Um, I don't have the luxury of saying, screw you, I'm not going to give in to your uh, illegal edict, uh, because frankly, everybody's in on the, in on the, the hit squad. So, yeah, I'm not going to get renewed for, on the state level and local level if I don't, you know, follow the, the laws or the rules, I should say, as they're being enforced. And hopefully all the lawsuits that have been filed will have their day in court. Um, one of them was supposed to and uh, the one we're a part of. And then the day before, one of the court workers came down with COVID. And so they decided to shut the whole thing down. So, yay, we're hoping that. Um, that'll happen. So let's see how that goes. Um, the ir irony is she used the uh, SIG MCX 
rifle as the reason to reinterpret that. And she even named that gun. But because that gun's not an AR-15, ironically, I can still sell the MCX, but I can't sell the AR-15. And more people are killed every year with handguns anyway. So really, it's a solution in search of a problem. And I know people like to say, well, you can do a lot more damage and blah, blah, blah with a rifle. Well, let's face it. That person is a felon that's already breaking 50 laws when they're in the commission of a mass shooting or however many laws it is. I don't think they care about the law. So restricting the law abiding is like uh, making it harder to buy a car in order to solve drunk driving. That doesn't work. It's not going to help drunk driving by making the people who don't drive drunk make it harder on them to buy a car. We don't use the same logic and reason toward any other law or aspect of our life. Just guns. Guns have a special leap of faith and logic in that we expect people to behave differently when we, you know, namely the criminals will behave differently if we restrict the law abiding. Doesn't make sense. But then again, I don't think a lot of what legislatures do make sense. So... Jason's wondering, 9mm ammo, and it is in extremely short supply. So hopefully we will be getting some soon. Uh, Mike's wondering about the Czech VZ-58 uh, rifle. We had a bunch of these, and he's saying that some of these have had some receiver issues. The batch that we got did not have any receiver issues, to my knowledge. And um, hopefully... We'll be getting more of those in because those are very uh, cool guns. In fact, uh, there's some pre-band mags kicking around for them. And the, the rifle kits are in huge supply in foreign countries and Czech and whatnot. So we're thinking about importing, I don't know, a couple pallets worth of the uh, build kits and getting some modern billet receivers made and just coming up with our own version but we'll see time will tell that would be cool but i would have to get an ample supply of 10 round mags and pre-band mags which i haven't been able to do yet i have three pre-band mags right on my desk uh for someone who bought uh one of the vz58s that we had actually they bought two of them i told them i got three and they bought them right away so we'll see how that all goes all right we're going to take a short break, and I will be right back after this. Stay tuned. This is Toby Leary. You're listening to Rapid Fire. Alexander Hamilton said, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. This is Toby from Cape Gunworks. When our founding fathers drafted the Second Amendment, there was no question of its meaning. Today, if you have questions, come to Cape Gunworks for some advice, training, or to send a few rounds downrange. We have a fully stocked pro shop with a huge selection of guns, crossbows, archery, classes, rentals, a 15-lane range, and a friendly staff. Come on down to Cape Gunworks Airport Road Hyannis or capegunworks.com. And now it's time for the adventures of CGW, champion of Second Amendment rights. CGW, I need help finding a firearm safe. Come to Cape Gunworks and see a super selection of safes, from stand-up safes to small safes. Cape Gunworks, home of CGW, but keep it a secret. 
It's no secret. Shoot over to Cape Gunworks for the savings and selections that can't be beat. That's Cape Gunworks, home of CGW. All right, welcome back to Rapid Fire. I'm your host, Toby Leary. Join us every week from 7 to 8 on 95.1 WXDK on the iHeartRadio app and on the web. Go to capegunworks.com, click Rapid Fire. Right now, in our day and age, we have lots of sensors and we have lots of uh, you know forms of censorship from big tech. So it's all the more important to support your local uh social media channels if you will on youtube and facebook and instagram and all the big tech social media platforms out there so like subscribe share those will you know defeat the evil algorithms and get them going and uh spread out so you know amongst amongst all the freedom loving patriots out there so be please do your part to share them and, and spread the word. We'd love to see this show uh, get bigger and bigger. Frankly, there's just not a lot of uh, gun talk on radio this in this day and age. And so we thank WXDK for having the faith in us and going out on a limb and talking about guns when it's not popular to do so in the age of social justice warriors and cancel culture and everything else. So hopefully... Um, People won't get us fired from Cape Gunworks here because <laughs> they know we're supporters of the Second Amendment. That'd be a hard thing to do. But we are very much a supporter of the Second Amendment. And uh, I know it's sometimes scary to do that and like and share and subscribe on all the social media pages with the cancel culture and everything else. You know, anyone who ever liked the Trump post is all, all of a sudden being called into the principal's office and, you know, has their job on the line, which is just a crazy tragedy. If you think about how this country was founded and debate and, uh, you know, argument and, uh, you know, we could always disagree and remain friends. Let's let's continue that tradition, please, for the sake of our country. Let's continue to, uh, you know, disagree but remain friends. That's That's what, the way I feel. So hopefully you guys can all do that, too. I think the world would be a uh, boring place, too, by the way, if everybody thought the same. So <laughs> fortunately, we're not going to be there anytime soon. But I would love to see the debate continue in a, you know, in a manner that people can remain friends. There's too much division in this world. So let's come together around the Second Amendment. It's for all people. All right. I'll get off my soapbox. Let's see. Is it worth time to find a FFL that will transfer a certain frame or just build the frame yourself? Um, yeah, get the frame and then you can always get the parts that you want to, you know, build it out, whatever the frame might be. So I would definitely find an FFL that will transfer whatever frame you want to build of whatever gun you want to build. So hopefully that helps. Uh, it was kind of a vague question. So there's the vague answer, but... Uh, Chase is wondering, uh, let's see, um, if a large enough movement assembled and made the constitutional argument that the Second Amendment shall not be infringed and that there should be no infringement upon any weapon that could be carried, um, could uh, that go to the Supreme Court? Yeah, I mean, yes, I think eventually the Supreme Court will hear a gun case. 
And I think prior to Amy Coney Barrett being on the on the court, there was, um, you know, if you look at who jettisoned a lot of those cases, they were some of the people you thought were Second Amendment supporters. So the theory was put out there that they didn't want to hear a Second Amendment case and have it go the wrong way because John Roberts has obviously been very unpredictable. So they felt like they had the numbers, but there was always that, uh, you know, wild card, if you will, that could go either way. Now that Amy Coney Barrett's on the Supreme Court, it seems like there's a solid 2A majority. And I think we will start to see gun cases heard. I'm kind of going along with that theory. And I hope that's what it was. And it, it might have been some good reason to jettison those 10 cases that were before the Supreme Court last year. And as upsetting as that was to all of us gun owners, we probably might have been dealt a, a solid by, you know, a smart Second, uh, Second Amendment Supreme Court jurist who saw the writing on the wall. And rather than get a negative, you know, down vote, we should probably pump the brakes and hopefully get another confirmation, which we did, and then revisit it. So I don't know. That's a theory. It's the one I'm going with. And I think eventually we will hear see a case heard before the Supreme Court again. Um, so more has to be heard and discussed because, frankly, it's just not um, – it's still not clear in the minds of all politicians. And, you know, you take the McDonald case where it talked about what was common and ordinary for the people being the – the gun that should be able to be purchased and it's what the people want not what the government dictates what they should be able to have but then they also said that states can continue to make reasonable gun laws and you know restrict those rights so you know if the common and ordinary gun is a Glock 19 and an AR-15 those are probably two of the most popular guns in America right now and neither of which can a civilian in Massachusetts buy so it seems that the argument should and could be made to the Supreme Court that our rights, our civil rights are being infringed upon. So that would be, I mean, I'm not a lawyer. I don't play one on TV. I've said that before, but that's just common sense. But whenever I speak to my lawyer friends about that, they kind of laugh at my ignorance and say, oh my gosh, you you don't realize what that's, you know, what that actually, you know, because of this or that or this nuance or that nuance, Massachusetts can continue to make whatever laws they want and do whatever they want. So there you go. But there's some positive stuff that's come out. Um, in California, the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, which used to be a horrific uh, circuit court that would, you know, ha it would pretty much write law from the bench. They actually uh, had some good, good law come out uh, or good good decisions come out, namely the whole high-capacity magazine uh, thing that will actually either have to be appealed to the Supreme Court, which I don't think the state of California is going to do that because then it will set precedent for the rest of the country, if I'm, if I'm correct on this, um, that, you know, right now we're still under the high-capacity magazine restriction, but California is not... Uh, as far as my understanding is concerned. Um, and they will have to appeal that to the Supreme Court in order to uh, 
go back to you know 10 round capacity if if i'm not mistaken so there you go um but yeah let's uh let's keep fighting the good fight and voting as we can and hopefully when things do make it to the courts we'll start to see positive decisions and i think there's a lot of good groups out there firearms policy coalition second amendment foundation are two of my favorites that are really doing a lot uh massachusetts we got goal we got uh com 2a we have a lot of good groups here uh putting in the good work so continue to support those groups it's going to be more important than ever so all right uh let's see to follow up on this fix mag and mass uh, is massachusetts accepting the ar mag lock style device that requires separation of the upper and lower to remove fix mag i don't believe so peter i wouldn't build one of those for sale in Massachusetts. I've been asked a lot. And what Peter's referring to is in California, they have a similar law, but it's a little different. And that is that um, if you separate the upper and lower receiver, then the magazine can be ejected out of the gun so that you can change a mag and put it back in and then close the action of the gun. But that isn't a thing here in Massachusetts. I don't see that as a workaround. Um, again, I'm no, I'm no lawyer, but for me, then as soon as you take the mag out and it's a standard lower, how is that any different than any other AR? Now you're relying on somebody's, you know, unwillingness to break the law and not close the action of the gun with the mag out. That doesn't make sense. So I don't think it's gonna, I don't think that's gonna work. But Anyway, another short break here. Uh, we will see you on the other side, so stay tuned. I'm Toby Leary. You're listening to Rapid Fire. And now it's time for the adventures of... Champion of Second Amendment Rights. CGW, can you help me get my firearms license? Sure, sign up for a license to carry course at CapeGunWorks.com and start your journey today. Cape Gunworks, home of CGW, but keep it a secret. It's no secret. Shoot over to Cape Gunworks for the savings and selections that can't be beat. That's Cape Gunworks, home of CGW. Alexander Hamilton said, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. This is Toby from Cape Gunworks. When our founding fathers drafted the Second Amendment, there was no question of its meaning. Today, if you have questions, come to Cape Gunworks for some advice, training, or to send a few rounds downrange. We have a fully stocked pro shop with a huge selection of guns, crossbows, archery, classes, rentals, a 15-lane range, and a friendly staff. Come on down to Cape Gunworks Airport Road, Hyannis, or capegunworks.com. All right, welcome back. Thanks for listening. This is Toby Leary, your host of Rapid Fire, your weekly talk show about all things guns, Second Amendment, freedom, self-defense, and whatever else gets us excited to talk about. So um, thanks for tuning in, and we're going to continue with your questions here on the chat. If you want to be a part of the discussion, go to capegunworks.com, click on Rapid Fire, and be a part of the discussion Just get signed up for our social media chats and whatnot and we'll let you know when we're going to go live and uh, under normal circumstances you'd be able to call into the show as well but our producer is at an undisclosed location in a hermetically sealed dome in a hyperbaric oxygen chamber and controlling the keyboard here from the 
<laughs> command central somewhere else. So once he's got through the quarantine process, he will be back in action and we'll have those phone lines open again. So, all right. Before the break, we talked about the fixed mag ARs California style, whereas where the action of the gun is opened and the mag comes out. And Keith has weighed in again and says, if the mag is removable without destroying it in the lower, it will almost certainly not meet mass criteria. That's what I thought. Indeed, Norwood tried to claim that the JC Fix mag lower was an assault weapon. That absurd accusation was dismissed by the Dedham court. And I remember when that happened, which it was interesting because that was the first uh, law enforcement interaction with the fixed mag AR pistol. And I think their heads exploded when they when they pulled this guy over, however they got their hands on it, when they saw this AR pistol in Massachusetts and they had a fixed magazine in the in the weapon. And I think the police department even tried to get it out with tools <laughs> to try to, you know, uh, prove that it's an assault weapon, but they couldn't get the magazine out without destroying the gun. So, or you know, destroying the magazine in the process. So, it it was promptly dismissed by the Dedham Court, which is good because now we have precedent that the it's not an assault weapon. So, um, yeah, whether it's an AR pistol, which you would have to build yourself, or an AR rifle, which we have sold several from Dark Storm Industries, from Cape Gunworks, and from Franklin Armory. Um, we sell the fixed mags, you know, complete rifle. Um, it's a it's a workaround to get a modern sporting rifle. And if you look at my video on YouTube, you'll see that when you use the Mean Arms MA loader, it actually loads up pretty quick. And if you get proficient with it, you could actually do a quote-unquote reload as quick as a probably a mag change with some practice. It changes your tactics. You got to take your control hand off the gun. If you're right-handed and you know insert the ma loader into the uh into the you know ejection port and then pull it out with your control hand so instead of taking your support hand off the gun for a mag change you're now taking the control hand off the gun so it changes a couple things around tactically and also it makes it harder to clear malfunctions so let's uh let's you know hope for the best on technology improving under those circumstances one of the things we've done that has helped us clear jams is put extended takedown pins on it so if you do get a jam and the bolt is back in the in the uh, buffer tube you can pull both uh, pins and kind of take it apart like that and uh, yeah Keith said the NPD destroyed the mag and then told JC arms it came right out <laughs> Yeah, well, if you needed tools or crowbars to get it out, I don't think so. Um, but yeah, that in my mind is is tampering with evidence. So unfortunately, uh, I don't think that worked out too well for them. But moving on, let's get to uh, some of the some of the other comments here. Mark is asking, "How do we like Massachusetts gun laws?" Uh, Mark, I think um, if you haven't inferred from the inflection of my crass commentary on them i think uh, <laughs> i'll spell it out for you i don't call it maskanistan for nothing uh, we are definitely living behind the lines here where we are under assault our our 
freedom is under assault. In fact, this is best exemplified on the state website when you, if you were to Google Massachusetts assault weapons ban enforcement notice and then look at the frequently asked questions of the Attorney General's office, what she writes down there is frequently asked questions. So there's a bunch of them there and it says, one of them is, I'm a law enforcement officer. Does this affect me in any way? The answer is no, your rights are still intact. If that doesn't explain what she did on July 20th, 2016, better than anything I could say, no, your rights are still intact and it hasn't changed anything. You can continue to own standard capacity magazines and quote unquote assault weapons. If that's not inferring that the rights of everybody else in Massachusetts have been stripped away by edict, then I don't know what does. So it's her own words, not mine. So Google it. It's some interesting reading. And then there's some great circular reasoning on there, too. As you're reading down the frequently asked questions, it says, um, how do I know? Or, oh, it says, uh, "My manufacturer, the manufacturer told me this gun is mass compliant. Is it? And they say, no, it's not mass compliant because the manufacturer says it is. It's only mass compliant when it's met this long list of arbitrary tests and blah, blah, blah. And or is similar in design or style or, you know, similarity or compatibility. Then two questions later, it says, how do I know if the gun is mass compliant or not? And it says, the manufacturer and the dealer will tell you if it's mass compliant. So the manufacturer and dealer cannot determine if this gun is mass compliant, according to the frequently asked questions. Then two questions later, the manufacturer and dealer will tell you if it's mass compliant or not. It's like, wait a minute, isn't that circular reasoning? Like this, we got a chicken and the egg problem here. Um, so welcome to Afghanistan, where it's as clear as mud. Yeah, Commonwealth of Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Yep, where freedom started and died, I would uh, argue, and some people before me have well said. And uh, Key says, mass gun laws are written by those whose ignorance of firearms is exceeded only by their antipathy toward them and their owners. I couldn't have said it better myself. So let's see. Chaz is really wondering about shotgun. I don't know what he means by that, but shotgun, please. Chaz, I'll, I'll talk shotguns with you if you want shotguns. We got the Joe Biden special, the double barrel shotgun, where you can go out on the, the porch and fire two blasts. That's his good advice, tactical advice to his wife, Jill. Uh, they live out in the middle of nowhere, and so if she hears the bump in the night, go out on the porch and you fire two blasts. So that's one way of doing it, but... Um, we have other shotguns as well. Uh, we have the, uh, some tactical shotguns. We got some hunting shotguns. We got some single shots and some semi-autos. So come check us out. We got a pretty good selection of shotguns. We also have been able to maintain a decent selection of buckshot and slugs. So that's, that's good. Um, and right now, we don't even have a limit on those. That could change any day. But uh, one of the new manufacturers that we've picked up is Rete. It's R-E-T-A-Y. 
and we sell the Gordian and the Masemara. Uh, there's a couple different versions that they make, and they're an all-around good hunting shotgun. Now, I sell Benelli's. I'm a Benelli dealer, but I will say that the Masemara is a very good uh, knockoff of the Benelli Super Black Eagle, and it seems like a really well-built shotgun. It's solid, and it's just a little over a thousand bucks, whereas a Super Black Eagle is, you know, seventeen ninety-nine. Um, fr frankly, if money isn't the first choice, I would get uh, the Benelli for sure. Um, I believe it's, you know, a, a better product because they've been they're the ones that came up with the technology and and uh, you know made it what it is. But if budget is a concern, then the Masimara or the Gordian are very good guns, and I think they're very well made. They come with chokes, they come, come with a nice hard case. Um, um, you're looking for a Winchester 20-gauge semi-youth in camo. Um, I don't have a Winchester, Chaz, but I do have the Rite, uh Masimara in 20-gauge, and I would definitely look at that. It's a beautiful, beautiful gun. Kyle, uh, let's see, Davey's answering Kyle, so I'm not going to get in that. What is the best way to get a Glock in mass? You can buy a pre-band Glock, which is a pre-98, like a Gen 2 or Gen 3 or Gen 2.5 uh, Glock, either 26, 27, 19, or 17. Those are generally the ones, or the 22s and 23s are the ones that are generally the mass compliant locks when you can find them or you can get a frame and build your own we sell some frames by POF right now they're beautiful they're really nice they have a great grip texture I like how they have a little pad on the side of the grip to, for your uh, trigger finger to rest on and they have a great uh, texture to them and feel I actually think it's a big improvement over the standard uh, Glock frame so and then you can build a great a great gun around it so um yeah so look at those uh that's the best way to get a glock and in fact i don't think it's a compromise on the quality we occasionally get the p80 lowers uh the polymer 80 lowers which you can kind of build out your on your own and uh we have a couple of those inbound so check in with us on those but that's a good way to get them as well we don't sell the buy build kits anymore because polymer 80 has pumped the brakes on that since the ATF uh, took took you know took a good hard look at them and has their lawyers have suggested they stop until further notice but you can still buy all the other parts separately you'll just have to kind of a la carte the gun you're on your own but once you get that polymer 80 lower it comes with everything you need to build out that lower once you build it all together and make it go bang, then you can register it in Massachusetts. So we do have some Glock 43 slides in stock, Mike. So come on down and check those out. I think they're the ones by uh, Rival Arms. Um, all right. We're getting up on the last break here. So we're going to break one more time. Uh, quick break, and we'll be right back. I'm Toby Leary. You're listening to Rapid Fire. Stay tuned. 
Alexander Hamilton said, those who stand for nothing will fall for anything. This is Toby from Cape Gunworks. When our founding fathers drafted the Second Amendment, there was no question of its meaning. Today, if you have questions, come to Cape Gunworks for some advice, training, or to send a few rounds downrange. We have a fully stocked pro shop with a huge selection of guns, crossbows, archery, classes, rentals, a 15-lane range, and a friendly staff. Come on down to Cape Gunworks Airport Road Hyannis or capegunworks.com. And now it's time for the adventures of Champion of Second Amendment Rights. CDW, I can't figure out what to get for a birthday present. Grab a Cape Gunworks gift card. They generally generate gracious gestures. Cape Gunworks, home of CGW. But keep it a secret. It's no secret. Shoot over to Cape Gunworks for the savings and selections that can't be beat. That's Cape Gunworks, home of CGW. All right, welcome back. This is Toby Leary. I'm your host of Rapid Fire. Join us every week from 7 to 8 on 95.1 WXTK on the iHeartRadio app. And you can go to our website, capegunworks.com, and click on Rapid Fire. If you want to be a part of the discussion, get signed up for our all our social media pages, and we will let you know when we are going live so you can ask your questions and get them answered. All right. Before the break, we were talking about Glocks in Massachusetts. And, uh, you know, they are available as frames or as pre-bands. Or, in some cases, people move here with Glocks. And I often get people that come in, look like they, they have their tail between their legs. And they look around like someone's about to repel from the ceiling. And they go, Psst, hey, I got a Glock. And I'm like, okay. And they're like, I know it's not mass compliant. I'm not supposed to have it. And I say, why not? And they're like, well, it's not mass compliant. And I said, so what? <laughs> and they go, well, I didn't think I could have it. Or I don't want to have it and carry it if I'm not supposed to have it. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Let's clear something up for you right now. There is no law on the book that says that you cannot own a Glock. The law or the regulation more accurately, is a Commonwealth of Mass regulation. And it is only against the gun shops. So in other words, it's a regulation that gun shops have to abide by. So we have to sell what's on the approved weapons roster and what complies with the Massachusetts Attorney General regulations, which, by the way, she's never produced a list, or I should say he never produced a list, going back to 98 when this all took place. So there's no list of guns. And if you want to entertain yourself someday, just call the Attorney General's office and say, hey, I'd like to, uh, I'd like to get the list of approved weapons from the attorney general's office and you'll literally be met with laughter as i was once the first time i called and asked that question so there's no law that says you can't own a glock or a cz or a taurus or a sky or a dan wesson or whatever the heck gun you want if you move here you have that gun continue to own it no big deal you do have to comply with the high capacity magazine regulation um, and then here's a little secret you can actually sell that gun.
but it has to be done on the private transaction portal. So you can sell it to a friend or you can sell it to a relative or whatever the case might be. So, and if a, in the case of a law enforcement officer, if he owns a Glock that he legally purchased through a licensed gun shop, he can then turn around and sell it to his buddy or his friend or a private sale when he's tired of it and doesn't want to own it anymore, as long as he doesn't uh, pedal the high capacity magazines. So there's plenty of Glocks floating around out there. And you can definitely get one if you look hard enough or if you build it yourself. So there you have it. Um, I just, you know, even sometimes my staff is confused by this. And like, this guy has a non-mass compliant gun. Can he shoot it on the range? I'm like, what are we talking about here? What do you mean not mass? Am I, is he trying to buy it from me or what? what's going on here? No, he just has the gun. Of course he can shoot it. <laughs> Number one, uh, you know, there's no law that says he can't own it. And sometimes I got to clarify because, you know, it is confusing. And frankly, I'm sure that it's confusing on purpose uh, because they want you to think that you can't own that gun. And in fact, going back to 98, when they were selling the Glocks in force here after they all made the approved weapons roster, um, the attorney general made Glock or Glock volunteered. I'm not sure which it was to buy back all the guns that were sold at retail prices here in the state of Massachusetts. So Glock tried to buy them all back and people actually sold them back. I would have never sold one back because um, I bought it if I bought it legally and owned it because there's no law that says I can't own it. So yeah, go for it. Um, let's see. Chaz is asking about a 308 bolt action youth. Um, yeah, we have some Tika T3X tactical rifles coming in in a 16-inch barrel. We have the Ruger Americans that come in a lot. Uh, that's a nice lightweight. And I got some beautiful um, Kimber uh, Mountain Ascent, I believe it is, 308s that are like six or seven pounds. They're very lightweight, nice, uh, easy gun to hold and shoot but just bear in mind that bolt action rifles and 308 are going to kick so you might need to get a lead sled depending on the age of your child so uh just you know bear in mind with the age of the child and the size and make sure it's appropriate so um and bobby uh bought a wheaton arms barrel for his gen 2 glock 17 nypd trade-in and he loves it so yeah, that's a great gun. You know, the, the thing about Glocks is they run forever. So Davey's saying one day he hopes to find a Glock 20. Um, yeah, we've seen them come by. We've seen them come through. And uh, youth-ish. Okay, so I would say if you're looking for a good youth bolt-action rifle, I would probably start with a 223, frankly. Um, that's the way I would look. And, you know, if you get like a Ruger precision rifle or something along those ideas, you can you can adjust the length of pull depending on how big the youth is. Can a Ruger PC carbine be ordered? Mark's wondering. And absolutely, any gun can be ordered. I would highly recommend you do that because if you wait for them to hit the shelf, it might never happen because we do take special orders. So if you know something that you want, then I would I would get the get in and and order it because. Unless it's in the queue, you're probably not going to get it at this point, uh, unfortunately. I hate to say it. Unless it's one of our normal, um, our, you know, like Smith & Wesson M&P series or, or the 
Taurus G3 compacts or the Mossbergs, uh, stuff like that. The harder to find guns are the Springfield Armories, the HKs, the SIGs. Those are the ones you're going to want a special order. Uh, but Smith, we're you know, one of the larger volume Smith dealers in the state, and we do get them delivered pretty much weekly. So it depends on what it is, but we'll, we'll end up we'll end up getting them uh, pretty frequently. So uh, do we have an Uzi with a 10-round mag in stock? I do not, Mark. Um, we just sold our last Uzi, Uzi this week. Uzi, yeah. We got some Uzi's. No, <laughs> the Uzi uh, pre-bands, the Model A. So Uzi is one of those named weapons on the mass assault weapons roster. So you're not going to get an Uzi unless it's a pre-band. And at that point, why do you want a 10-round mag? Because you might as well just get the pre-band mags with it. So um, let's see. How have we been doing on ammo like 9 mil and 5.56? People are telling me everyone is out. Absolutely, everyone's out. <laughs> it is a trickle. And as I mentioned at the start of the show, you know, you, we used to get 100,000 rounds a week. Now we get... 50,000 rounds a month. So it is a slow trickle. So we couldn't even keep up with what our former demand was, never mind the increased demand and the amount of new shooters. So once this all blows over and things start to settle back in, which they will, supply and demand always, you know, equals out. And I get it. You've got to hold your nose and overpay for some ammo to be able to shoot right now. It's just the, the day and age we live in. Um, but eventually it's going to come back down. And when it does, listen to what everybody says and stock up. Because, you know, there's people that are sitting pretty right now pointing at all of us going, I told you so. But there's other people who are like, you know, just brand new shooters and they don't didn't have that luxury. But now that you're a shooter, now that you're a new gun owner, and when things start to return to normal, yeah, buy a few cases, you know, and sit on them for the rainy day fun because it's going to happen all right guys well there's another show in the bag and I'm, i apologize if i didn't get to your calls or your texts uh but we always have next week and we will get to the chat next week and if you want to be a part don't forget to go to the website and sign up and we love talking to you guys stop into the store anytime and we look forward to seeing you again next week, 7 p.m. on 95.1 or online. All right. Keep the faith. Keep your head up. And we believe that the best is yet to come. So we'll see you again soon. I'm Toby Leary. You're listening to Rapid Fire.